Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. We are Generation X or the end of Generation X, millennials, females. We were raised that we could do anything and be anything. We could smash that freaking glass ceiling. We could be the CEO of a company. We can be president. We can be a senator. We could be the boss. We could be an entrepreneur and we could do it all. And we are. But in our DNA, we are still the caretakers. We are still parent moms. We want to do it all, but then we feel guilty. We are burning the fuck out and we are exhausted. And this is something I get asked a lot to talk about or ways that we can find balance. How can we do it all? How can we balance our lives, our careers, our family? So the word balance to me is like yoga. Okay, so I'm a yoga instructor also. If you balance on one leg in tree pose or a balancing pose, you can hold that pose for a little bit. You could hold it for maybe 30 seconds, a minute, maybe even two minutes, maybe even five minutes. But you will not be able to hold a balancing pose for hours or days. And that's just like life. We will not be able to balance everything equally 24-7. Something will be out of balance. But what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be your career sometimes? Do you want it to be home life? What do you want it to be? So I like, I prefer alignment. What aligns with you right now? Are you in alignment with your career? Are you in alignment with your social life? Are you in alignment with your home life, your kids, your family, your friends, your hobbies, your self-care. So this is what today's episode is going to be all about. How do we find balance or alignment? How do we honor ourselves while still doing it all and wanting to do it all? So like I said, and which I recorded that, that like just popped in my head last week, I was driving to a hair appointment and that whole spiel popped in my head. I already had this planned, this podcast episode, work, life, mom, balance. So sometimes I ask my listeners and Instagram followers for suggestions of episodes they want to hear. There are two that always get the most um, people ask me about. One is vitamin supplements that I use and beauty products I use. And then the second is this, work, life, mom, how how to balance it and how to have better boundaries and balance. So today we're going to be talking about that. And I have some quotes that I've found. The first one is, life is balance. Life is a balance of holding on and letting go. Balance is not something you find. It is something you create. 
And lastly, the key to keeping your balance is knowing when you've lost it. Now, those are pretty profound and deep. I would like to hear if you feel so inclined. What do these mean to you? Either e d e EM me, <laughs> either DM me or email me. Um, I like the last one. The key to keeping your balance is knowing when you've lost that. Also, I follow, her name is Angie Lee. She has a podcast also, and uh, she's an influencer on Instagram. I follow her and she's created amazing content. You should go follow her also. But um, she has a post that I've saved this, I, she posted it like in 2021. Um, and it says 50% of me is an ambitious go-getter. I dream really big and have been an entrepreneur since diapers. I can't take a shower without jumping out early to write a business idea down. I feel alive when I am creating content products and speaking on stage. And then the other 50% of me is not a girl boss. I want to be a mom first, entrepreneur second. My health and my family come first. My work comes before work. I don't pull all-nighters. I work 60 hours a week. My bank account doesn't define my worth or happiness. I don't want to manage a huge team. I feel alive when I'm offline. And then lastly, hers, her other post that she posted, and this was a long time ago too, and I saved it. And it's, I don't want to be a girl boss. I want to love my career, but never miss dinner with my family. I want to be a mom first, entrepreneur second. I want to be at every baseball game, every recital. I want to inspire thousands of women, but most importantly, I want to inspire my own kids. I want to be present for date nights with my husband, I want to put my health before my work. I don't want to hustle 24-7. I want freedom. So these are like really good things. And I think that is kind of where we are now in society. Is there really balance as a working mom or a work from home mom? And I don't want to single out, you know, stay at home moms or if you don't even have kids, because I think this episode is valuable for any female, because I think it is in our DNA that we want to, we are natural givers and people pleasers. We are natural givers and natural people pleasers, and we want to do it all. And no matter if you're stay at home or you work full time or you work part time or you do not have kids, um, we want to be able to give 50-50 in every area of our life. We, For some of us, we want the ability, we need help. We want to have ability to have help. We feel overscheduled. We need help with time management. We need better flexibility. We need better boundaries. So... First, we need to figure out why things are out of balance for us. Figure out if we lack boundaries. If we are lacking boundaries, why do we lack boundaries? Why do we do everything at home or at the office or at work? Why do we do everything for our family and friends? Ask yourself, are you a people pleaser? Do you want to avoid conflict? Do you fear rejection? Are you a control freak? And you want things done your way. Do you fear disappointing others? Do you want to feel your worth by doing something for others? Do you want a pat on the back? 
Do you need to be told good job, job well done to feel appreciated? Are you just a genuine, genuinely compassionate and nice and kind person and you just want to do these things? You don't want to feel guilty for saying no maybe or maybe you find you get your self-worth from external validation and all these things that you keep doing will eventually make you feel exhausted, overbooked, burned out, resentful, unless you are that exception of that genuinely nice and kind person and um, you genuinely want to do things for others. But I think even those people, they do have their limits. Maybe you started out being this way and you wanted to do everything and you set up the system this way and it was going along great for a while, but now you're exhausted and you need and you want help, but everyone is accustomed to this. And even when you're asking, they're not receiving because this is how it is and they're not used to it, either you know, in the workplace, at home, family, friends, etc. And like I said before, as women, this is genu- generally... Not always. I'm going to, you know, gen- generally, I do not know why I'm having trouble talking today, and I'm sorry. But um, the last few years have really put us under a microscope in our lives and forced us to look at the fact that we are overwhelmed, we are stuck. Some of us may be unhappy. I don't consider, I'm not unhappy. I am overwhelmed, I am stressed a lot of the times lately. Um, but we need to, we want to find ourselves again. We have to get honest though with ourselves. We have to find that inner wisdom. And what is it trying to tell us? How do we tap into that inner wisdom? Figure out why we feel stuck, why we feel out of alignment or out of balance. Why do so many women feel stagnant or stressed out? And how can we change this? Every time I've found myself in a place of complete overwhelm and stress, something was out of alignment. And it's always you have to be honest with yourself and come back. And one thing I know, I show up as a better version of myself when I'm consistent with my meditation practice, especially kundalini. I'm going to do another episode sometime soon about kundalini. But I am a highly sensitive person. And I'm not talking highly sensitive person like I'm an emotional person. I am that too, I think. (laughs) The older I get, the more sensitive I I become. But a highly sensitive person is means we pick up on other people's moods. We are empaths and we... Someone could be in a bad mood and their aura, their energy affects us. We could be in a great mood. We walk into a store. The cashier is not nice. Something's wrong. We pick that up. In the workplace, things are going on. We pick it up. At a sporting event, we pick up drama and it, and it affects us. A home life, you could be home and a spouse could walk in in a bad mood and it instantly affects us. That is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a highly sensitive person. We pick up on other people's moods. So most moms are trained to tend to others. Again, I'm generalizing. We wake up, we look at our phones, we read emails, we respond, we get kids up, 
we go to work or if you work from home, you go right into your office. We jump right on the hamster wheel doing things for everyone else but ourselves. We wake up and we haven't done anything to take care of ourselves yet. And we, and, and, um, what is it called? Society, we've passed this down that women are supposed to be selfless. You know, how many times, you know, you go somewhere and um, when someone's describing someone else and praising them, they say they are selfless. They are so selfless. And even myself, I have aspired to be selfless. That's like, you want to, that has been passed down to us. That That is a quality we are supposed to want. And in my head, I, I use, literally, this has like just clicked this past month. I'm not even kidding. You know, I always said like, I want to be selfless. I want to be selfless because this is like generate, generation, generations passed down to us that women are supposed to be selfless. And we have told ourselves also, you know, that is supposed to be a quality I want. That she's selfless. I want to be selfless. You know, but what does that mean? You're tending to the house, you're tending to the kids, you're grocery shopping, you're taking the kids to their appointments, you're doing all the things. Even when you're working full time. So a lot of us still are carrying that generational thing with us. We think, oh, I have to be selfless. I need to do all the things. I need to take care of everyone else. I can't rest because then I look lazy if I'm sitting on the couch. I don't know. That one might be on me. (laughs) Um, Even though, you know, my husband comes home and he naps or watches TV and I very rarely will sit on the couch and relax. And I don't take naps. I never take naps, even when I'm sick. Then we have this thing and it's called emotional bypassing. There's also... um, spiritual bypassing, but I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk about emotional bypassing right now. And that is sugarcoating how we feel like, oh, we have to be grateful. Always look for gratitude. Like I can't feel sad right now. I can't feel stressed right now because I have nice things. I have a nice car. I have nice handbags. I have a beautiful home. My kids and my family and everyone I care about has their health. So I'm I'm not allowed to feel mad. I'm not allowed to feel sad. I'm not allowed to feel stressed or angry or overwhelmed or down. That is emotional bypassing. And we tend to do that. I'm fine. It's fine. You know? Um, And when most people, when we think like health and wellness, or if you're going to take care of yourself, take care of yourself, you think about nutrition and food. You think about meal planning and an exercise program you're going to pay for, you know, um, and those are great. Those are pieces of the puzzle, but they're not the whole puzzle. You have to look at what time are you going to bed? What time are you waking up? What are you doing for your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health? Do you really understand yourself? Do you understand your needs, your wants? Do you understand your reactions and how you react to a situation? And have you ever even thought about this or looked at the whole wheel or the whole puzzle? So first, we have to look at all areas of our life and look what's out of a Real quick sponsor break. I want to talk about how much I have been loving Sakara 
and especially the metabolism super powder. I add it to my smoothies. I add it to my coffee almost daily. It helps satisfy my sugar cravings. It eases bloat and it supports my energy levels. I also love the beauty drops. I add it to my water in the morning, my warm water with lemon and the detox drops. The beauty drops add more minerals into your water. It helps helps alkalize things and you actually taste it and it helps like with dehydration and I love them and then also the detox drops and the detox drops have chlorophyll in it I add that in my morning warm water with lemon and then at night before I go to bed I have a glass of ice water and I put two drops of the detox drops in it just helps and I love the fact that Sakara is offering my podcast listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com and enter the code all caps XO Nikki Wellness or head right to www.sakara.com slash discount slash XO Nikki Wellness. That is my own personal link with the discount already applied. This will be in my show notes. Okay, so how I like saying alignment better than balance, but you know, I'm going to keep referring back and forth. Um, saying both, I guess. Okay, so I like to take it's called the wheel of life. And, you know, first, okay, like I said at the beginning of the episode act like it. we're standing on one leg and we're trying to balance for a minute and we did it, but then 10 minutes we fell out of the pose. And that's just how life is. And there's ebbs and there's flows and sometimes everything's going great and we're prioritizing everything how we want to. But then sometimes our plate is too full and it's starting to hurt our hands and things are falling off the plate. And That's literally how life is. So I like to take the wheel of life and it's a circle and I use this with my health coaching clients. It's a circle and there's 12 pie slices and one of the slices, um, I'm actually going to pull it out and look at it. (laughs) So one of the slices is spirituality. The second is creativity. Then there's finances. There's career, education, health, physical activity, home cooking, home environment, relationships, social life and joy. You go through them and you rate zero to 10, zero, meaning you're, it's really off out of alignment, 10 being it's really good. And it just you, helps you discover the areas you're missing, that you're lacking, and how to infuse more satisfaction into your life and how to bring those areas back into alignment. So you can try this. You could do this on your own. I'll leave it in the show notes. And discover which areas you're missing. How can you infuse more alignment in these areas and more satisfaction and bring balance into your life? So I've said this on other podcast episodes, talked about the book Fair Play and the sugar jar. So Fair Play. If you don't have a spouse that you can go to and tell them about this book and they're just not into it and it's not going to work. The same with the workplace. If you go to your boss or employee or an employer with your boundaries and they don't see it as a problem, it's not going to change. 
this is where I think some of these books need to take into consideration that um, sometimes spouses and other people, family and friends, are not going to be on board. And they it's generational again and the way society thinks. And this is just passed down and it's not going to work. And I do have to say, if you are a single parent, um, this huge props to you, huge, huge, huge props. And maybe you can ask friends or family or neighbors for help, especially if you have younger kids or, you know, kids, you need help. So the fair play, she has, you can actually go to her website also, and you could print out cards and you put cards down, like who, which parent is going to get this and then the kids can also do things too she has some things that you can actually print out for schools too and just to help um, create alignment in relationships where both the dad and the mom the husband and the wife are doing things and I say it this way because there's studies that in two homes where it's a working mom and a working dad the majority of everything falls on the mom. In same-sex homes, two dads or two moms, it is mostly equal. And that's why I'm saying like the dad and the mom. I'm not trying to single out. Um, It's just like that for some reason. And in different sex homes with with a man and a woman, the woman, the mom, is the one that carries the mental load. And she is, it's called the default parent or in the book, Fair Play, she calls it the she-fault parent. And this means we are the keeper of everything. We you know, have the schedule in our head, the doctor's appointments, the dentist, the ortho appointments, dermatology. We rearrange our work schedules to accommodate our kids' schedules. And we are the ones buying the teacher's gifts, family gifts, for Christmas, birthdays, all the gifts. We know all the schedules. We do the grocery shopping, the cleaning, the cooking. Um, I can go on and on. And this is like the, the unseen things that we are doing. And this is what fair play is about. And then the book, The Sugar Jar, and I talked about this metaphor too, but I'll do it again. Um, so you imagine a glass jar and it's filled with sugar and it's on your kitchen counter and you are the jar and the sugar is your energy. And if your jar does not have a lid on top, people can come and take as much sugar as they want. Sometimes they can spill the sugar all over and you can refill your jar and replenish your energy through self-care, doing all of the things. But if you do not have that protective boundary lid on, you you can't control how much of your life force is being drained. And the sugar jar metaphor is so, such a powerful teaching tool. And it, is, it helps you see that boundaries needs to be in place. Um, and that's a thing I lack. So if you do not have a lid on your jar and you don't have boundaries, everyone has access to you. You're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel burned out. You're going to feel maybe even start to feel resentful. You know, I do all of these things for you. I'm doing all these things. And this is something I say, and I catch myself saying it, and I regret saying it. You know, I they asked. 
I did. I accommodated. And then I feel burned out and I'm mad. Um, that's on me. That is on me. So these are things I'm working on. And I some, some months I'm doing really well with boundaries. And then, you know, some months I'm not. Um, but you, these are things you need to ask. Does everyone have access to me? You know, am I doing all of the self-care? Am I meditating every day? Am I journaling? Am I going, taking care of myself? But then am I still feeling depleted? The power of taking action, even when we're a little scared, um, how people will react if we put boundaries in place. That can come into play too. How does the way we make decisions play and how we're making ourselves feel overwhelmed. Can we slow down? Can we step back? Can we listen to our inner voice, our inner guidance? Um, because it does work and it does tell us things, but we've just been conditioned to believe that the best decisions for us are on the outside. We seek outside validation. So how can we curate a life that serves our own happiness, um, but we're listening to ourselves. We're listening to our own voice within ourselves and not looking for outside validation. So, you know, it, these are like some things that happen and they've stuck with me. But I remember when I first had, when we had our oldest daughter and people are coming over to visit and stuff. And um, my husband would feed her and I remember this. Someone said, oh my gosh, look at you. You're such a good dad. Like I remember because I was like, what the heck? I feed her all the time. No one says you're such a good mom. You're feeding your child. It's just how society is. It's generational. And if you think about this, when moms go out, say we go out for dinner, we have a girls night out. People will ask, who's watching the kids? Who has the kids? When our husbands go out, I guarantee and I know no one asks who's watching the kids. When a mom goes out of town, either she goes out of town on a work trip or business trip, people might say, how do you do it? How do you leave the kids? Who's watching them? No one, again, is asking the dad and the guy who's watching the kids when you're going out of town for work or travel or how do you do it? How do you leave the kids for business? They're not asking that. Um, so I thought, you know, or you could think like work, life, parenting, adulting is in balance. And I'm showing up as a career woman. I'm showing up as a mother. I'm showing up balanced in all possible ways. But then ask yourself, where are my needs and desires coming into play? So you can ask yourself this and then take the time to reconnect with where you were before you became a parent. Create a list and ask yourself that. Who was I before I became a mom or a wife? Who was I? Create a list of that and then and then create a list of non-negotiables create a list you could do it in your head or you could literally do it and write it down what are your non-negotiables that 
you will want to implement in your daily life that you think will you want you know ask yourself this again like coming to your inner self for instance like mine would be i i want to meditate every day i want to listen to an inspirational or personal development podcast or audible audiobook um i want to practice my mantras every day i want to work out every day i want to go for a walk every day uh, no matter what it is, you know, what do you want to do? What is your non-negotiable that you want to do every day? You know, exercise movement is literally a lifesaver for me. And I can say that because last year, for almost a year, eight months, when I could not work out, I did not realize how down I was until, you know, it's that thing, you didn't realize how much pain you were in until you actually felt good again. <laughs> and that is how I see things. <laughs> Um, what do you want and don't have guilt around it? Be guilt-free right now. Also something I do, um, journal at night, either, you know, do the brain dump, just vent, vent. It doesn't have to be negative though. I mean, it could be positive. Whatever's on your mind, just let your pen go or write down some things you're, neg- you're p- grateful for that happened that day. Also write out what you got right that day. What did you get right? It is easy for us to focus on the things we came up short on. Um, Our mind defaults to negativity. So again, if you want to do the brain dump, do the brain dump, do the brain dump, let it all out, and then focus on something you did right and how you showed up for yourself. Because that is really powerful when we're, we know we're showing up for ourselves also. Because we, like I said, we are showing up for everyone else. But write how you showed up for yourself also. Um, do I think that we can do all the things all the time? No. I feel work and life balance is misleading. I don't think we can evenly split it. I've said this, you know, work, life, self-care, one is going to constantly outweigh the other. Sometimes maybe just a small margin and sometimes it might be huge, but we can do, we can try our best to fulfill our needs and our desires so, so that we can show up for ourselves. And when you show up for yourselves, then in turn, we can show up for others authentically as possible. We can feel grounded. We can remain fully present and we could be aligned. So maybe you did all this. You have all this. You had your priorities. You were including exercise. You were in balance and the pendulum swung the other way and now it's chaos and you need to readjust. Because sometimes that happens where everything's in balance, everything's in alignment, and then all of a sudden it's not. So now you have to readjust and figure out what's working and what isn't working and check your boundaries. Readjust to living in balance or alignment because boom, something will fall out of alignment and you will fall. And like working out, practicing boundary setting is like that. Like we can't just work out once a week and expect to run a marathon. We, we have to train. We have to build up. And that is how we have to 
act like with boundaries. We have to practice them constantly, constantly because we'll lose them. So once you set up enforcing them, keep practicing, keep coming back. Here are some things to look at. Recognize, again, we, your non-negotiables. Prioritize them. Set realistic expectations about what you can do and what you can't do. Regularly check in with yourself to ensure you are making the best choices possible to support your intentions. And learn from your emotions instead of reacting from them or reacting by them. So how can you recognize your non-negotiable needs? Write them down. Write down the top three things you need daily for your emotional well-being, your physical health, your um, mental health, your spiritual health, and your sense of balance. Include the bare minimum you could do to meet these. You can also include the ideal time of day. Um, For me, emotional well-being would be, emotional and mental would be daily meditation, breath work, EFT tapping. That's daily. Sometimes I journal. Okay, physical. It'd be daily exercise, even just walking 10 minutes. Also sleep. This is something I suck at and I am not good. I am not a good sleeper. They say, what did they say? I think they, as they as like in doctors and stuff, um, seven to eight hours. I, I don't get that ever. I'm not even going to tell you what I get. This is something I'm working on and I'm striving for. Sense of balance would be like a time to relax and unwind. Maybe doing a home at-home facial at night, sitting in front of your... If you have an LED light, red light therapy, maybe watching Netflix, and then um, a time to play, time to have fun, fun with the kids, fun with friends, fun with your spouse. It could be, it could be, you know, by yourself, but preferably with someone else. And then how do you set realistic expectations about what you can and can't do? I mean, this is kind of, sometimes... We worry about um, planning or losing control of the plan. And this can actually set us up for failure. So when you worry about what you're not doing, you're not focused on what you are. It's like, I worry about what I'm not. So I, I'm focused. So I need to refocus and focus on what I am. And that's what's enabled us to do things well in the past, right? Not perfect. Our schedules aren't perfect, but we're focusing on what I am. A better approach would be to set a plan. Do what you can and then adjust as you go. Check in with yourself regularly about the choices and if they're supporting your intention. Um, I try to do everything myself because this is just, I don't know. I don't like asking for help. I don't delegate responsibility to someone else. Um, And I think this is how I stretch myself too thin because I'm giving everything to everything. (laughs) Um, 
it's just come this way. Like I can unload the dishwasher better. I put the dishes away better. I load the dishwasher better. Oh, I don't know. I don't care how the dishwasher is loaded, but there's dishes always in the sink. And I had another episode and we talked about this um, with my guest on and she said, just leave the dishes in the sink. Just do it. I've done that. But like for 24 hours and no one has done it. And then I did it. So that is teaching them. I will eventually do it, even if they're in this sink for 24 hours. So I guess I have to do 48 hours and then maybe someone will recognize it and do it. Um, Learn from your emotions instead of reacting to them. When we're doing something new, our emotions run the full gamut. We're from excitement to fear to eagerness to anxiety. Some of these feelings are natural consequences of stretching out of our comfort zone. So learn to stop reacting when you feel overwhelmed. But this is also a good thing. Learn our emotions so we're not reacting to other people also. Like what led up to this overreaction or this reaction? Is this feeling a response to something I'm ignoring, pushing myself? Am I pushing myself too hard? Am I expecting too much of myself? Or somehow treating myself without kindness and compassion? Is there a lesson that I can be learning right now? Can I apply this and change it? You know, and these are also questions you can ask. How are, why are you reacting this way to another person? Why? What do you see in them that you're reacting to? Or have you ignored things for so long in throughout the day that now you're stressed, now you're overwhelmed, and now you're going to react. And that usually happens to me. You know, I'm doing it all. I'm doing everything and I'm not reacting. I'm doing, doing, doing. And then one little thing, I boil over and I react. So we've learned that balance can be found once we define it. Once we set our boundaries, once we ask for help, once we're realistic that things aren't going to always be perfect. And imperfect balance is good. <laughs> um, so find your definition of balance or alignment and the unrealistic version, right? So unrealistically, what is it? And then bring yourself back to what is in alignment. So, you know, things... Say you're doing something and you have a work meeting and your kid has the flu and is throwing up or, you know, COVID. We've all been experiencing that the last three years. We have to sacrifice. These are things that are going to happen. And sometimes we do have to sacrifice. Like, so since I work from home and I have an at-home office, I am the one that is going to have to do that. My husband goes to that office. So my... My work allows me a more lenient schedule. So sometimes we're going to have to define that and that's just how balance is going to be right now. And then also for um, the moms, finding balance, it might be defining or disconnecting. So when you leave the office, if you work in, the, in an office, when you're home, does it mean you don't have your phone on you? Are you not checking your emails? Are you not 
going on your computer after a certain time. When you're at dinner, leave your phone not at the table with you. And I just wrote a blog about this. I didn't have my phone for 78 hours and I disconnected from social media for a week and it was amazing. So maybe that's something else you need to work on and have when you're home, you are present with your family. When you're at work, you're there with your work people. Separate work from home. And I know it's easier said than done, especially if you work from home. Um, that's where lines get blurred. But um, Or weekends. You know, have strict boundaries with weekends. You don't do work on the weekends. And then now let's talk about schedules. So schedule time. Schedules are really helpful. Um, having them, uh, I learned if you have them on your phone and your phone breaks, you can lose them and you'll lose your calendar. So have a physical at-home planner too that you actually use a pencil and you write. Um, you could do that. Schedules and then it helps. But asking for help. And again, if you are a single parent, this is hard because it's just you, but sometimes you're going to have to ask for family or friends or neighbors to help you. Mom and dad homes, wife, the mom, you know, you're going to have to prioritize and ask for help. And then you're going to have to practice self-care. And most moms, we sacrifice this. Mom, uh, mom sacrifice something to make family and work run smoothly. So we're going to sacrifice our sleep. We're going to Sacrifice skipping a meal due to a chaotic schedule. Uh, but we need to remember this. And some things for self-care, you can remember nutrition, affirmations. So a good affirmation is self-care is not selfish. That's a really good one. Put it on a sticky note and put it on your computer or put it on your mirror or refrigerator. Self-care is not selfish. Ask for help or hire someone if possible because many moms today, we don't want to ask for help. We feel guilty asking for help. We think we have to do all the things. So if you can, if your kids are young, you know, and you can hire a sitter or a mom, mommy helper, do that. There's after school programs too. Um, you could do that. So disconnect to reconnect. We live in a world of constant and constant connection and a world of instant gratification. So if you scroll through social media, I've said this a hundred thousand million times, it's everyone's highlight reels, it's everyone, um, they're all their accolades. It's constant overstimulation. And our phones are now a universal device. We use them to check our kids' sports schedules, uh, teachers, their assignments. We can use them to order groceries, order our food. Um, but it's also where we need separation. And many moms say that setting boundaries with our phones and disconnecting, you know, with either social media and seeing all that or work or our kids' activities is hard. And we have to. Um, set a boundary there. You can say no tech from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. You're not going to have your phone on. It's going to be in airplane mode. And this is disconnecting and creating boundaries. It also helps with anxiety. 
being on social media, I have noticed has intensified my anxiety by a lot. Um, another thing is, <laughs> uh, again, with our phones, we could use our phones now. So now we're um, on our phones, <laughs> but they can help us with shortcuts and simplifying our life. You can order groceries, simplify your life, help yourself out, order groceries, order dinner, help yourself out and do that sometimes. Um, accept some imperfections. Many of us would like to have a perfectly neat house organized, laundry folded and put away. You know, no messes, eliminate clutter. It's not going to happen. And then we, we look at Instagram again. We don't have the perfectly aesthetically pleasing organized house. So how do we approach this? Well, you know, accept that some things aren't going to be imperfect. Ask for help. If your kids are old enough, kids at age like three or four can start doing chores. Set up chores. This is good for kids too to get involved. Give them allowance if you can, but set them up that they need to help out. Uh, You can ask, you can start a mommy alliance group. You know, if your kids are really young, they have these mommy support systems Most importantly, though, be kind and don't judge. Everyone's situation is different. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge someone else because everyone is thinking the grass is always greener on the other side. If you are a work-out-of-home mom going to an office, maybe you want to be a work-from-home mom. If you are a part-time worker, maybe you want to be completely stay-at-home. If you're stay-at-home, maybe you want to work. If you're working, maybe you want to be stay at home, but you're always thinking someone else has, well, people might be thinking someone else has it easier, but that's not true. And we don't need to judge. We all need to help each other. Okay. Let me go back and talk about things that we should, that help, you know, take care of yourself. Nutrition, eat a healthy, nutritious food for the most part, you know, and avoid highly processed food because this this does hinder your health. And, you know, gut brain connection, it causes anxiety. Find me time, find the time for yourself, take 30 minutes here and there, maybe pursue a hobby, something outside of the home, a hobby. Exercise, I've said this a million times, it increases serotonin, dopamine, um, you know, exercise gives you endorphins. You want that. You have to be realistic though. Also set up a realistic boundaries, realistic boundaries, realistic. How do you want your life to look like in balance, work, life, mom, balance? How do you want that? Know your priorities Maybe they're going to change, but know your priorities. So I know I used to work full-time in an office. Then I had my oldest daughter. I went back to work. I, I didn't like it. I chose to work. Mornings, I would go in the office. In the afternoons, I'd come home and work from home. After I had my second daughter, I didn't want to go in the office any, anymore. I chose. I chose to work from home. This is a long time ago, and now our company is completely, everyone's works remote. And this is way before COVID. Everyone started working remote. But I chose that. I chose, I wanted 
to be the PTA mom. I wanted to go inside their elementary school and help with the parties and um, run them to and from school. So I need to remember that. I chose that because I want to do that. And I know I do. I still do. I want, I enjoy that. I enjoy being the one to take them to school, to take them to Starbucks in the morning and drop them off to school, to pick them up, ask how their day went. I enjoy that. And that is, you know, a priority right now of mine. Like the quotes I read from the beginning from Angie Lee, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a career woman. Um, but first and foremost, I want to be a mom and I want to inspire them and take care of them and prioritize them. And that's where it's going to be. And they will always come first. They will come before uh, creating my programs and courses for my health coaching or yoga and fitness and my podcast. They'll come first. Like I am taking April off from recording with guests And I'm taking all of the summer off. When my kids are home, I don't record with guests. I'll record solo episodes, but I don't record with guests in June, July, and August because my kids are home. I want to hang out with them. So, you know, I prioritize that and I do what feels right for for me. Um, Getting back to the blog or the blog, (laughs) my podcast, sorry. I I write a blog too. Um, But you have to outsource when you can outsource, ask for help, outsource ordering groceries online, hire lawn service. Don't make it, don't feel lazy. You know, if you want to hire a cleaning lady and you have the money, do that. We need to ask, not ask ourselves. We need to allow ourselves not to feel lazy because it is okay to outsource. And, um, Another thing, create special and meaningful activities with your family on the weekends, on break. So you have that, you have those memories and those activities that bring meaning. And then you could go back to work and then you don't feel so like you're just working and you're just working and you know, you're not spending time with your kids. So do that too. Uh, How can you stay organized at home? Make lists. I make lists and I use planners and go room to room. So then you, it could help you stay organized. Ask the kids again. So I'm going to go through the chores now. Um, two and three, they can start chores. They can help fold laundry and pick up their toys. Four and five, put their toys away. They can help vacuum and sweep and broom. Six and seven can help fold laundry, put stuff away. Set the table... They can wash dishes. They can empty the dishwasher. Eight, nine, 10-year-olds can vacuum. They can dust. They can bring up garbage cans. They can clean. They can help clean cars. They can clean the outside of cars. Middle school, they can start to wash their own laundry, clean the kitchen, prepare meals, um, mow the grass, I guess. I think that's too young, but teach their own. They can help clean out the pantry, clean out the fridge. High schoolers can mow the grass, clean every... They could do it. They could help it with everything. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Um, 
another thing I suggest is say yes to less. You don't have to say yes to every single party invitation, extracurricular activity that will just cause more anxiety. Determine how much you want on your schedule and how much you can handle. Do not overbook yourself. You need rest. You need rest. Another thing is lower your expectations. When you lower your expectations, you will find a lot of the unnecessary stress can be eliminated. And um, yeah, I think this is just, um, you know, we're not always going to have work-life mom balance, but it comes back to boundaries, creating our boundaries. Um, tell people what you're going to put up with and what you won't. Tell people what you need help with. Explain why it's important to you. Explain why you need help with it. Express gratitude when they are respecting your boundaries. And like I said before, boundaries is something that we're going to constantly have to work at. Like working out. We're going to have to work at enforcing our boundaries. But enforcing our boundaries might actually help us take a break and we can see where there's toxic people in our life. And maybe we need to distance ourselves and appreciate the healthy boundaries and healthy friendships, healthy relationships we have and nurture those more. And there's um, mantras and affirmations for boundary setting Maybe listen to those and acknowledge them. And there's boundaries to help with people pleasing and listen to those. There's always mantras and affirmations for anything. Like one could be, I set boundaries to feel safe. Setting boundaries is an act of self-love. Those are good ones to say. So again, write those on a sticky note. I set boundaries to feel safe. And another one, setting boundaries is an act of self-love. So I hope these have helped you today. I hope this episode has shed a little light on work-life mom balance. And, um, you know, maybe you can uh, manifest. Put the manifesting out there and say, I've got this. I am choosing to ask for help. I'm choosing And I'm deciding to set boundaries. I'm deciding to ask for help. I'm calm. I'm confident. I'm assertive. I'm peaceful. I'm content. I'm unhurried. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied in the present moment. I'm worthy. I'm imperfect. I'm imperfect. And perfectly imbalanced, and I'm joyful about it. And um, some questions you can journal on and ask yourself every day for a more balanced or aligned life. What do you want to let go of today? What can you let go of on your schedule and ask for help today? How can you get your work done today and have fun at the same time?
Number three, what serves my life and my time most today? Number four, how can I make today better than yesterday? Number five, how can I make myself a priority today so I can give to others? Number six, how can I make choices that benefit me and everyone around me at the same time? And lastly, what am I grateful for today? I always love doing gratitude lists. And my best advice is to ask for help. Lower your expectations. And most importantly, let's support each other. Let's help each other. When we see fellow moms struggling with momming, with working, with adulting, with doing it all, let's help her. Let's not judge her. Let's also not judge ourselves, and let's stop comparing ourselves. Um, I just heard on a podcast the other day, we, we are all kind, right? So if someone offers, wait, I'm saying this wrong. Okay. So if someone offers to help us say yes, because When we say yes and someone helps us, that also is helping them because it's sending off um, a feel-good chemical in their brain. And so we're like, yeah, you can help us and you'll be helping them too. And then later down the road, return the favor, help them. And when we're able to help each other out, it doesn't make you look less than a woman we're supporting each other. We're saying, yes, you can help me. And then we're returning the favor. And I can't get, I'm getting this wrong. Um, what podcast was it also? I think it was Mel Robbins. I'm, and she was saying that, like, you, we're, we are helping someone that is saying like, oh, can I help you with this? We're helping them at the same time, but then we're going to return the favor down. It like is a feel good reaction. You know, you're doing something good for someone and you're asking them if they want help. And you're like, yeah, I can't. I'm sorry. I totally just messed up the last part. It was supposed to be the climatic ending to the episode, (laughs) but I messed it up. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I really put a lot of thought in this one. I put, I wrote it out and um, I created this over a month ago and I kept not wanting to record it because I wanted this to be perfect because I think we all need help in the work-life mom balancing and alignment, not burning out, um, setting boundaries. So I really wanted to put a great episode together for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this, enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know. Please leave a rating, a review. Um, tag me on Instagram if you post it. Share it with someone else you think might enjoy it. Um, email me or DM me or text me and let me know if you got something out of it and uh, what takeaway you got. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please take care of yourself this week. Please put some of these 
things I talked about in here into action. Pour into your cup. Put your oxygen mask on first and take care of yourself, guys. Thank you.